Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Murder. Murder. Welcome to Death Do Us Part podcast hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up, y'all? Patreons. Hey. Oh, my God. It's been a little while. Well, I almost died. Yeah. And, the, um, and then Christmas. Christmas happened and then New Year's yeah. the other day. Yeah. So we got all the holidays out, out of the way. And RSV. That's yeah, out of the way. That's uh-huh. out of the way. Yeah. And then you probably gave it to me. Mm. So I was sick for a little bit. You had it first. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You went to the doctor first. Yeah. Uh-huh. But you were sick first. And then, no, you were sick. You had a sinus infection and ear infections. Yeah. And then I went to work and got sent home with a fever and did not move for two days. Yeah, that's true. So don't tell me I got you. Whatever. I know, right? You got me sick. Right. (sighs) Good Lord. So it's been a long couple weeks. Yeah, it has been. But we're back. I'm glad the holidays are over. I, I am too. They're very stressful. They are. They turn out good though. The kids had a good good Christmas. They had a great Christmas. They had a very yeah. good Christmas. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, that's all I that did. matters. Yep. So what else is going on, baby? I'm tired. Yeah. You had a long day of work. Yeah. And I couldn't sleep last night. Why not? I don't know. Because I'm a fucking crackhead. I don't, I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm a crackhead. Like, I don't have a good reason other than you just, you insomnia. Have ins- you have insomnia. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, you have insomnia pretty bad. The so. longest I've gone, we figured it out today, was 49 hours on two hours of sleep. I was awake for 49 hours. Dude, what is wrong with you? I don't know. I wish I knew. I don't know, Margo. <laughs> nice <and> carpet mats. <laughs> we didn't watch that this year. No, we didn't. Usually we do. Mm-hmm. That That's like the only Christmas movie that we watch. And we, we didn't watch any. We didn't. No. I don't watch TV. Yeah, you, you don't. No. No, you mm-hmm. research and then play on your phone. Yeah, Monopoly. Yeah. God, Jax is stomping up there. Oh He's loud today. Mm-hmm. My God. I beat him at Madden. Oh, oh my. That went over like a horn fucking Dude, shirt. you should have seen mm-hmm. him flip the fuck out. I can't imagine where he gets that. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know, baby. It's not me. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, fuck you. It's not me. No. Uh-uh. No. You two are complete jackasses when you play video games together. Oh, we are. Because you are the adult. I know. And you are not when you play video games. I'm totally not. You're like, I don't care if you're 10 or not. I'm going to fucking win. I'm going to fucking win, babe. Mm -hmm. You do. That's how you are. It is on like Donkey Kong. Yeah. You, yeah. (coughs) Like, obnoxious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to be. No, you don't. Oh, no, you got to be. Oh, my God. 
All right. Especially playing with him. He's very, he's so competitive. Yeah, you got to be. It's it's a shit show. It is. Yeah. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Let me take a sip of my coffee. You're going to slurp it. It's going to be great. It's fucking terrible. How yeah. do you slurp coffee less than you slurp a fucking monster? I, I don't know. How I'm, does that happen? Babe, my mouth is wet. I can't help oh, it. <laughs> One of the coasters I got for Christmas in my stocking said, put your moist object here. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other one says, I would tell you to fuck off, but then I'd have to start a conversation. <laughs> that's good. And I then like that. The third one says, because fuck you, that's why. It, hey. Yeah. You cannot go wrong yeah. with that. Uh, the best gift I got yeah. this Christmas was a pastel yellow cloud shaped keychain. Mm-hmm. That's a motherfucking box cutter. <laughs> well, yeah. You could do some cutting with that. Oh, I could cut your jug in about four seconds. <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah, that is. Hey, well, what about my present to you? Oh, my cattle prod? <laughs> yeah, I got you a fucking taser, babe. You have me a cattle prod. <laughs> Either is. way, it gets the job done. It gets the job done. Yeah, it does. That's all that matters. <laughs> God. <clears throat> Oh, Sorry, shit. Sorry, I got a lot of phlegm today. You do. You're Ugh. fucking gross. I am. Yeah, whatever. Mm. Babe, so I heard a oh joke. My God. I gotta say it because it's fucking great. Which means it's terrible. What has five toes and it's not my foot? What? What has five toes and it's not my foot? My foot? Oh, you... <laughs> asshole you ruined that's it really it yeah babe that's dumb <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it you fucking failed on that one. oh my god what a failure and that's nothing, the only one nothing beats <laughs> what do you call a fish with no eye <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the best one <laughs> nothing can beat that nothing tops that Oh, I fucking love those duck blind guys. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. What? Did I send you the new video? Okay, so I I don't go on TikTok. Yeah. But I wait until one of the dispatchers like you can hear her shuffle over. Right, right. Uh she found this girl on TikTok who has Tourette's. Oh yeah. Yeah, you oh, did send me the video. Oh my god. When it's she amazing. tries to bake. Yes. She tells her I'm take the egg, take the bam, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so bad, but like She's like, it's a tiny little weenie. Tap the weenie, tap the weenie, rotisserie chicken. <laughs> She's amazing. Fala Lala, fuck you. <laughs> it's so bad, but <laughs> so funny. And she puts herself out there. So she does and she teaches you about it. Yeah. It, like only thirty percent of people with Tourette's actually have like the tick where they vulgar talk. You right. Know? Oh, and she does. Oh god, it's fucking great. It's aw. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. When she starts yelling, tap the weenie, tap the weenie, <laughs> to <certain> chicken. <laughs> That's what I should say to you. Oh, tap, the tap, tap the weenie. Tap the weenie, tap the weenie, rotisserie chicken. When she hits herself in the forehead with the egg. <laughs> and her and her mom are both like, shit. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it is. Yeah. She's she's classic. She's great. Oh, God. Tap the meaning. Tap the meaning. Rotisserie. 
No, I gotta yeah, stop. That that's oh. pretty fucking good. Oh, she's she's great. Yeah. It's a little baby weenie. <laughs> dab the weenie, dab the weenie. Rotisserie chicken. Oh, I love her. That's what you need to say to me. <laughs> tap the weenie, tap the weenie. Rotisserie chicken. Right. <laughs> but what I didn't know, like ticks can be like brought on by what you see. Right. So when she was talking about Felice Navidad. <laughs> Police Navi dick. And then she was yelling, follow Lala, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, oh, I love her. <coughs> oh, my God. Can you Sorry, get it to I, fucking gather over no, there? No, I, I got so much phlegm from the antibiotics that I'm coughing up. So. Oh, I just took a butt ton of Dayquil. So. Yeah, so I apologize about my cough. So yeah. I, I cannot help it. Laura ended up going to get me fucking Dayquil the other day while we were working. Your boss? Yeah. Mm. I was like, am I bothering you? And she's like, mm, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. So. But anyways, now that the holidays are over, we are back. Um, we're going to try to do this more Pastor's often. Back. Mm-hmm. Back again. Yeah. I, I was going to sing the lyrics, but I don't know them. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, I don't know. You them. don't know the lyrics to shit. No, I don't. You think you do. You make them up. I, I can't remember them. They're fucking terrible. You couldn't remember them before your brain was fucked up. I know. So. It's just not my thing. Yeah. The poor guy at work, when I yelled, it's okay, you can laugh at him. He's a cripple. He was like, oh. Yeah, do right. Do I laugh? Do I not laugh? Is what do okay I do? I Awkward. I awkwardness like, i was like we all fucking laugh at him it's fine yeah i mm. laugh at myself so what are you mm. gonna do <sighs> oh so, my god i'm sorry we are gonna be doing yeah the 27 club. the 27 club so now this should be a good one yeah now so i focused on like the very first story of the deal with the devil with mm-hmm. faust yeah and then the person who was allegedly like the beginning of yeah. the 27 club. Right. Um, you know, it, it was mentioned, um, in the late sixties, early seventies with, you know, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, mm-hmm. Jim Morrison, but it wasn't really like a thing until 94 with Kurt Cobain. Right. And that's when Robert Johnson really became like an internet sensation with the story. So, um, I focused on him a lot, and then I really just went musician. Um, yeah. And th- there's so many more that I could oh, put I, in here. There's a ton. But there's there's a story behind every one. It's not just like, so you always heard, okay, Janis Joplin overdosed. Okay. Right. Jimi Hendrix um, asphyxiated. Like, but there's, there's shit behind it. Like, there's conspiracy theories behind it. Yeah. So, and there's conspiracy, conspiracy theories behind the 27 Club in general. Mm-hmm. And one of them, I was like, oh my God, this is where it came from. Because yeah. I've always heard it, like, growing up. Right. And then I read this and I was like, oh, that's where it's from. Ooh. Yeah. I'm excited to hear it. I don't it. know if you would know it. Because you weren't a smoker. No. <laughs> so, I wasn't. You might not. Yeah. So, um, it's pretty, I don't know, like, it's pretty fucked up. It is. The whole thing is fucked up. Yeah, it is. But the story of Robert Johnson, like the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read, um, the telling of it. I'm gonna tell okay. the story, but then I'm gonna read uh, another uh, musician's telling of it because it's fucking phenomenal. Okay. Like the detail, amazing. Okay. So, 
I'm excited right. to hear it. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Right. I'm buckled in, baby. So Jim Morrison once said, quote, People fear death even more than pain. It's strange that they fear death. Life hurts a lot more than death. Oh my God, how true is that? Jim Morrison. Dude, how true is yeah, that? He was a poet. Did you know that? Oh yeah, yeah, he I, was. I did not know that. Yeah, I so. did. Uh, okay, so after Kurt Cobain was found dead of an alleged self-inflicted gunshot wound on April 8th, 1994, his mom, Wendy, was quoted as saying, now he's gone and joined that stupid club. I told him not to join that stupid club. Some sources say that she was referring to Cobain's two uncles and great uncle who had all committed suicide, if you remember our episode. Right. Other sources say that she was referring to the 27 Club, mm -hmm. with some fans even speculating that Cobain intentionally timed his death to join the 27 Club. Mm. So what is the 27 Club? It refers to the informal list of celebrities that died at 27 years old. It started as just musicians, but grew to add actors, artists, and other celebrities. Many on the list died as a result of drug or alcohol abuse or violent means. It started to be a thing kind of like in the early 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Turn the page. Turn the page. Between 1969 and 1971, several popular musicians died, including four of the biggest, most prominent musical artists at the peak of their careers. Brian Jones, who was um, one of the original Rolling Stone members. Yeah. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, Jim mm. Morrison, Janis Joplin. Yeah. How crazy is that? Referred to by Cosmopolitan as, quote, one of the most elusive yet equally tragic coincidences in popular culture. I don't believe in coincidence. I don't either. At all. Um, no, I don't either. Although refuted by statistical research, it remains fact to some people that celebrity deaths are more common at 27. After the four died, so weird. it is. Um the quote-unquote myth of the 27 Club didn't garner much attention, but the death of Kurt Cobain in 1994 catapulted the conversation back into the spotlight. And again in 2011, when Amy Winehouse died from, a reported, from reported alcohol poisoning. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about her. After her death, her assistant, Alex Haynes, told the British press, quote, she reckoned she would join the 27 Club of rock stars who died at that age. She told me, I have a feeling I'm going to die young. Mm. That's creepy. Jimi Hendrix also said that. Jim Morrison also said that. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so creepy. Do you want to know the other thing? I'll throw this out here now for you to think about. Yeah. The day that um, Brian Jones died. Yeah. Jim Morrison died on the same day. Years, really? Years later. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just got chills. Yep. A uh, December of 2011 study published in the British Medical Journal concluded that there is no increase in the risk of death for musicians at 27. However, young adult musicians do have a higher death rate than the general young adult population. It's not limited to 27. Most of the members of the 27 Club died as a result of risky, lifestyle, risky lifestyles. Yeah. Suicide, homicide, drugs, mm. alcohol. Or did they? Oh, or did they? Some of the deaths were suspicious and unclear. These have led to the development of many theories, myths, and legends. Mm -hmm. So the first one is the Saturn return theory. Mm. Oh, that was teams. Yeah. 
That scared the crap out of me. Sorry. Um, so this theory is Saturn returns to the same position it was at birth at 27. Yeah. Okay. Did, I, did that make sense when I said it? Yeah. Okay. So this brings emotional turmoil, challenges, and changes. Some people cannot cope and resort to self-destructive behaviors or suicide. Mm. The other one, the white lighter theory. Mm-hmm. White lighters are bad luck. Really? You've never heard that? No. Oh, my God. I'm not a smoker. Growing up, like, the whole Is fucking that... time. It, you're not going to hear it on the recording. Okay. Um, you, it, Like, if you had a white lighter or, like, you peeled the wrapper off a lighter and it was white underneath, you had to scratch it. What? Yes. I was always fucking told that. I yes. never heard that. Yes. Never heard yes. that. Always. So. That's so crazy. It was alleged that the white lighters were bad luck and they caused death. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, and Kurt Cobain all had white lighters. Kurt Cobain. However, Kurt Cobain's lighter was blue. And the white lighter did not come out until 1973. And those four had already died. Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, Jason. so. Yeah. Right. Boo on but that. I always was told, you have to scratch a fucking white lighter. I never heard yes! that. Yes. Well, always. I'm not a smoker. I know. I know. Mm. Take a sip. And then there's the Illuminati theory. Mm, oh, God. Do you know anything about the Illuminati? I used to a lot. I researched it a lot of, a couple of years ago, but I don't really. What was the movie that Tom Hanks was in about it? I can't remember because I read the book. I, oh, Jesus. I, I don't remember. I, I have it on the tip yeah. of my tongue. So this one is, is that celebrities are part of uh, the secret society called the Illuminati. Yeah. Uh, and that the Illuminati controls the world through various means. Mm-hmm. These celebrities were killed at 27 as a sacrifice for wanting to leave or expose the society. Now, I've watched a couple documentaries that they are, like, it's pretty scary. The Illuminati is a thing. Yeah. yeah it's not I, it's I not totally, Yeah, I totally yeah. believe that it is a thing. Now, a lot of people say that this theory is supported by finding hidden symbols or messages in the music of the musicians who died at 27. Mm-hmm. I could not find these symbols. I got to look up the Tom Hanks movie because yeah. I, I, it's right on the <clears throat> tip of my tongue. So now, the crossroads theory. This is the theory that they made a deal with the devil in exchange for fame and talent. That they had to pay the devil back with their souls and lives at 27 years old. Robert Johnson sold his soul to play the blues. This is the most well-known legend of the deal in musicians. However, the most well-known legend of the deal with the devil is the uh, Faustian bargain. Are you paying attention? Yeah, and I'm typing. So there's several versions of this. Um, Johann, Johann, excuse me, George Faust was a highly successful learned man dissatisfied with his life. Despite being extremely intelligent, he felt his knowledge and achievements were insufficient. He aspired to higher knowledge and experience, and when he decided that he would not be able to obtain that knowledge, he became depressed and attempted suicide. Angels and demons. Thank you. Yes. Now... After the suicide attempt, that was obviously unsuccessful, 
Faust was in the forest and came to a physical crossroads. So, fork in the road. Right. You hit the split. Yeah. <laughs> you hit the split. You hit the split. Um, And he calls on the devil. Now, this is kind of like Ghost Rider. Kind of, yeah. Because <laughs> so, he makes a deal with the devil. Now, the devil was busy. He couldn't come. Oh. So. I wonder what uh, he was doing. Oh, God. Okay, Mephistopheles yeah. comes in place of the devil. Okay. And he offers unprecedented knowledge and pleasures, magical powers, and the ability to experience anything he wants. Now, I don't remember this from Catholic school, but is that like an evil angel as well? It's his, like, assistant. It's the devil's assistant. Okay. So, Faust must sign in blood, renounce his Christian faith, and surrender his body and soul in 24 years. Mm. <clears throat> so Mephistopheles helps Faust get women, which... Mm, he's, hey. Hey, yo. So Faust ends up seducing a woman or a young girl by the name of Gretchen. Yeah. Who delivers a child out of wedlock. Mm. Now, she knows, obviously, that this is fucking terrible. Yeah, right. Whatever. Yeah, um, so she drowns the baby. Oh, my God. She's then executed. Holy fuck. But the myth goes that she's allowed into heaven because she was tricked by Mephistopheles and Faust. So she got into heaven anyways. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, Faust ended up becoming the most famous astrologer in Germany, and he was no longer confined by earthly constraints. He could travel from heaven to hell to earth and back. Hmm. And tell the stories about it. <clears throat> he became a, a professor and he awed his students with his knowledge. And scholar other scholars were just baffled, baffled. by him. Yeah. So now the 24-year 20, mark came. Okay. And Faust didn't want to stop. Hmm. So he tried to make a deal with Mephistopheles. Yeah. And he went, mm, no. So Faust became very ill. And he was in his room, surrounded by students who were concerned about him. Yeah. And they heard god-awful screaming and what sounded like a struggle. Yeah. And when they went in, they found that Faust had been ripped to shreds. What? Yep. And he, his eyes were found on a pile of manure, and his body parts were still twitching. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. Oh, my God. And if you look up Deal with the Devil, like, yeah. that comes up right away. That pops up. <clears throat> so, Dude, that's that's creepy. It is creepy. Yeah. Th that's very so now, creepy. They don't really know how they went from, like, the 24-year mark to, like, the age of 27. Yeah. But, so, Robert Johnson. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, he is widely regarded as one of the most influential blues musicians. Musicians. Of all time. Yeah. He's also considered a pioneer of rock and roll and was uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as the, quote, first ever rock star. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Um, his music has been covered by Eric Clapton, Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan, and he was uh, considered the king of the Delta style blues. Mm -hmm. So Delta style blues um, was a mixture of spiritual music, country music, and blues yeah and he was like a catalyst for that okay 
So Robert Johnson was born in May of 1911 in Hazelhurst, Mississippi, to mother Julia Dodds and father Noah Johnson. Now, Noah Johnson was the man that she was having an affair with, mm. not her husband, oh. who was Charles Dodd. Ah. Now, um, her husband, Charles, was a very successful farmer and carpenter, which was not a thing in 1911 Mississippi as a black man. No. You just weren't. Right. You know, um, at, at this point, like, slaves were being freed, but yeah. they were given land by plantation owners and, and yeah. landowners. And it was, okay, you right. can have this land, but we're going to take three quarters of the crop. Right. So they made it so they wouldn't be successful, yeah, essentially. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and Charles was still successful. Yeah. He ended up getting into a property dispute with a white farmer and decided that it was time to leave Hazelhurst. Um, there were several recent lynchings in the area, and he was like, yeah, I'm fucking out. So in order to get out of Hazelhurst unnoticed, Charles disguised himself as a woman and fled to Memphis. Whoa. Uh, Julia ended up following him to Memphis and dropped Robert off like mm. a year and a half later. Yeah. And then fucking left. <sighs> yeah. All right. Um, so she left Robert to live with Charles, who was now going under the name of Charles Spencer. But, uh, ma'am, Charles is not, he's not the father. Right. So why are you dropping him off to him? If I was Charles, I'd be like, excuse me. Excuse me? <laughs> you forgot Maury? something. <laughs> Maury, where <Yeah>. are you? <laughs> you forgot something. <laughs> right. It's something that breathes. <laughs> so... Robert ended up spending the next eight or nine years in Memphis, where they believe his love of music developed. Yeah. He started playing the diddly bow. The fuck is that? So the diddly bow is a string nailed to the side of a shack with a bottle used as a bridge. Really? Yeah. Now, it was mostly played with one string, but Robert used three. Mm -hmm. Now, somewhere between 1919 and 1920, Robert moved back um, with his mother and her new husband, Will Willis, in Crinton County, Will Willis. Arkansas. Yeah. Um, they lived on a plantation. Mm. And shortly after he moved in with them, they moved across a river to work in the cotton fields. Will Willis just wanted to work and be unnoticed, essentially. Yeah. And Robert was like, fuck no, I ain't picking cotton. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> fuck this shit. Not doing it. So he spent most of his time in what they called juke joints. Mm -hmm. These were uh, now this is what they were defined as local hangouts, often on the outskirts of towns in ramshackle abandoned buildings or homes. Um, they had food, drink and gambling, and they were mostly they were primarily owned and operated by African-Americans and the most important thing of the juke joints was the Southern soul music that yeah, came out of it. Right. That's where the Delta Blues came from, was oh. juke joints. Okay. Um, great music, by the way. I listened to a bunch of it researching this. Did you? Great fucking music, yeah. I, I, see, I've never been into that kind of style. Great you music, know, yeah. Great guitar riffs. Yeah, but and it, it's not like... It's just not my, not my jam. It's not just like blues. It's like upbeat. Blue. Like it's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's very but interesting. I, I've never been into the blues, yeah. so I it's just not my, my jam. My mom was my mom was really into um 
like guitar players when I was growing yeah. up. Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, we, we did the whole journey, REO Speedwagon, and then my dad was, you know, Three Dog Night and yeah. shit like that. But we also, my mom was really into Eric Johnson, who's, if you oh, play yeah. guitar, you know who Eric Johnson right. is. Right. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh my God. Buddy yeah. Guy. Like, I mean, yeah. huge. Into, so we had a lot like of. Like the best guitar yes. players ever. I actually, I had Stevie Ray Vaughan on when I pulled in the driveway. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, my, my cousin's license plate says SRV 1990. Really? When he died in the helicopter crash. No kidding. Uh, so. Oh, wow. I should download Eric Johnson. It's good. Um, <clears throat> so, in the juke joints, he witnessed the rise of the Delta Blues. It inspired him to want to play professionally. Mm hmm. He ended up adopting the last name Johnson after his mother told him who his real father was. Yeah. Um, and that he was the product of an affair. Um, God, that sucks. Yeah. Because uh, he was originally going by his father's made up name of Spencer, his yeah, right. adopted dad, whatever. Yeah. So his first traceable legal document with the name of Johnson was his 1929 marriage certificate to 16 year old Virginia Travis. Ooh. Now he was. He was 18. Oh, so, I mean, he yeah. wasn't an adult. He was only... Right. He, I guess he wasn't an adult. But he was yeah, only Yeah, but come on. Yeah. Two years apart. Right. That's, that's... So, at that point, he gave up trying to play music professionally, and he went back to the fields to support his now pregnant wife. Yeah. She ended up moving back to Penton, Mississippi, to be with her family so they could help with the baby. Mm -hmm. Robert was to follow. Yeah. However, Robert took his sweet-ass time getting to Mississippi... And decided to stop at juke joints to play the guitar. Now, he was great on the harmonica. Mm -hmm. Awful on the fucking guitar. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Would get booed out of these juke joints. Oh, no shit. <clears throat> he was that bad. Um, people said they drove him fucking crazy. Like, really? he drove them crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So, when he got to Mississippi, he found that Virginia and his baby had died during childbirth. Oh, damn. Virginia's family found out about Robert's travels after seeing his guitar. And being the super religious family that they were, they blamed Robert and his devil music for the death of Virginia and the baby. The devil. So, Robert started... Foosball is the devil. Robert started playing his guitar on street corners and nobody paid attention to him because he was fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, he was 19 and looking to make it big. In Robin Robinsonville, Mississippi, Robert would go to Sunhouse and Willie Brown show. So those are two um, blues musicians. Yeah. Um, with the intention of playing on stage with them. He would take over the stage and their guitars during intermissions. Sunhouse would later say, quote, folks, they come here and say, why didn't you go out and make that boy put that thing down? He's running us crazy. <laughs> Still getting booed out of juke joints. Yeah. And now towns. Yeah. So he took off. Mm. Nobody knows. Yeah. Sunhouse said um, he went to Arkansas, but it still isn't known for sure where, where he went. exactly he went. It's also not known how long he was gone. Mm, interesting. Some people say it was overnight. Mm -hmm. Some people say it was six months. Some say it was a year. That's a big difference. Nobody can decide. Yeah, that's a big difference. So he comes back out of nowhere, shows up in Banks, Mississippi. Doesn't tell anybody where he was, what mm. he was doing. He went to another show of Sunhouse and Willie Brown and asked if he could play a song on stage. Now, Sunhouse felt sorry for him and let him do it. Uh, and a collective what the fuck went through the crowd Yeah, because he was absolutely 
fucking incredible now. Really? In fucking incredible. Yeah. Now, if you listen to his music, it sounds like it's two guitar players. Oh, that's it weird. It 100% sounds like he's playing yeah, two separate chords. You played it for me, mm-hmm. and it, it, it actually does a little bit. It sounds like there's two people playing. Yeah, it, it actually does. So, somehow, Robert was playing rhythm and lead at the same time. So, it did make it sound as if two people were playing. It was nothing heard or seen before or since. Mm-hmm. World-famous guitarists, such as Eric Clapton, have extensively studied his playing with the hopes of mimicking it. But no one can do it. That's crazy. No one can figure it out and no one can duplicate it. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't so, that? <clears throat> it's very weird because it very much sounds like it does. It is too. It does. And as a guitar player, yeah. it, it does. So um I mean you have to listen to it yeah. to but you have to know what you're listening you, to. Exactly. But you know, exactly. he's he's going back to these juke joints that he was getting booed out of. And all of a sudden, he's surpassing he's the, star. Right, the people who he came to play with. Yeah. So while he was going around playing, uh, he met another woman named Virgie Kane. She quickly became pregnant and just as quickly was forbidden from seeing Robert and his devil music. Devil. He said fuck it at this point um, and developed an insatiable thirst for booze, women, and traveling. Hey. There you go, rock mm-hmm. on, rock star. In November of 1936, Robert was given the opportunity to record his music. Um, ARC, which is American Record Company, set up a studio in a San Antonio hotel room. Mm. That's where he recorded. Um, wow. At some point, though, a physical altercation broke out, and it's possible that some of the master copies of his recorded songs were destroyed. Mm. He recorded these songs in one take. That's it. That's crazy. Yep. Um, one master single that made it through to become his first single was uh, called Terraplane Blues. Yeah. It sold 5,000 copies, which was fucking huge. Unheard of. Yeah. yeah. In June of 1937, he recorded again in Dallas. Now, word on the street was that he was playing a seven-string guitar, which was not a thing then. No. It, it six, is now. It is now. Yeah. Yeah. It was six-string then. But he did not use that seven string to record. Now, he would record facing the corner of the booth or the room, never letting anybody see him play. Oh, that's weird. When he would give shows, he would play with his back to the crowd. That's he weird. He never turned around. That's so weird. So it became theorized that it's because the devil's hand was the other hand. <laughs> oh man that's creepy the devil's hand was playing for him yeah um <clears throat> many thought it was to hide his secret of his new talent others which i think genuinely thought it was the devil's hand no i think he just didn't want his secret out so robert frequently sang about his obsessions with sex fear of the supernatural wanderlust and terrible premonitions hmm hmm now, his recordings earned him several hundred dollars, which was huge. Oh, yeah. Not only in, you know, the, the Depression era in Mississippi, but for a black man. Oh, my God. It was yeah. insane. Yeah. So, <clears throat> he's now just, he's distraught over mm-hmm. losing another woman and child. Yeah. So, he ended up recording a total of 29 songs. Mm-hmm. That's it. He suddenly died... On August 16th of 1938 in Greenwood, Mississippi. Hmm. Um, 
so it was rumored that the death certificate said complications of syphilis. Ooh. Now, back then, <laughs> back then, though, syphilis was used as a blanket cause of death for black men. Really? Mm-hmm. Because it denounced them and made them dirty. So they could have had a fucking heart attack, and, and these still they were putting syphilis. syphilis as the cause of death. Oh, that's yeah. fucked up. Now, the death certificate was later found. It was not found any time around his actual death. When it was later found, the cause of death was undetermined, and there was no autopsy. So now, family and researchers would come out and say that it wasn't syphilis, but mm. Robert was, in fact, poisoned. Really? He was at a juke joint or a bar called Three Forks in Banks, Mississippi. And he was either hitting on or sleeping with the owner's wife. Ooh, that's bad. He ordered a bottle of whiskey. And when it was given to him, it was open. Somebody, Yes. Somebody noticed and tried to take it and told him not to drink it. Yeah. And his response was, don't ever slap a $7 bottle of whiskey out of my hand. Ooh. And he drank it anyways. Damn. Yeah. So, <clears throat> he was 27. Oh, man. Devil poisoned him. That's the start of it. That's the start of it. Wow. Now, Henry Goodman is a blues music- musician who did a telling of it. So, I'm, I'm going to read it because it's, it's just interesting the way he words it. Yeah. So, Robert Johnson had been playing down in Yazoo City and over at Bellevue trying to get back up to Helena. Ride left him out on a road next to the levee, walking up the highway, guitar in his hand, propped up on his shoulder. October cool night, full moon filling up the dark sky. Robert Johnson, thinking about Sunhouse, preaching to him, Put that guitar down, boy, you driving people nuts. Robert Johnson, needing as always a woman and some whiskey. Big trees all around, dark and lonesome road. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. A crazed, poisoned dog howling and moaning in a ditch alongside the road, sending electrified chills up and down Robert Johnson's spine, coming up to a crossroads just south of Rosedale. Robert Johnson, feeling bad and lonesome, knows people up the highway in Gunnison, can get a drink of whiskey and more up there. Man sitting off to the side of the road on a log at the crossroads, remember the crossroads theory, Mm -hmm. says, you're late, Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson drops to his knees and says, maybe not. The man stands up tall, barrel-chested, and black as the forever closed eyes of Robert Johnson's stillborn baby and walks out in the middle of the crossroads where Robert Johnson kneels. He says, stand up, Robert Johnson. You want to throw that guitar over there in that ditch with the hairless dog and go back on up to Robinsonville and play the harp with Willie Brown and Son because you're just another guitar player like all the rest or you want to play that guitar like nobody ever played it before. Make a sound nobody ever heard before. You want to be the king of the Delta Blues and have all the whiskey and the women that you want? Robert says, that's a lot of whiskey and women, devil man. I know you, Robert Johnson, says the man. Robert Johnson feels the moonlight bearing down on his head and the back of his neck as the moon seems to be growing bigger and bigger and brighter and brighter. 
He feels it like the heat of the noonday sun bearing down and the howling and moaning of the dog in the ditch penetrates his soul, coming up through his feet and the tips of his fingers through his legs and arms, settling in that big empty place beneath his breastbone, causing him to shake and shudder like a man with palsy. Robert Johnson says, the dog gone mad. The man laughs. That hound belonged to me. He ain't mad. He's got the blues. I got his soul in my hand. The dog lets out a low, long, soulful moan, a howling like never heard before, rhythmic, syncopated, grunts, yelps, and barks, seizing Robert Johnson like a grand maul and causing the strings on his guitar to vibrate, hum, and sing with a sound dark and blue, beautiful, soulful chords and notes possessing Robert Johnson, taking him over, spinning him around, losing him inside his own self, wasting him, lifting him up into the sky. Robert Johnson looks over in the ditch and sees the eyes of the dog reflecting the bright moonlight, or more likely so it seems to Robert Johnson, glowing on their own, a deep, violent, penetrating glow, and Robert Johnson knows and feels that he is staring into the eyes of a hellhound as his body shudders from head to toe. Oh my God. The man says, the dog ain't for sale, Robert Johnson, but the sound can be yours. That's the sound of the Delta Blues. I gotta have that sound, devil man. That sound is mine. Where do I sign? The man says, you ain't got a pencil, Robert Johnson. Your word is good enough. All you got to do is keep walking north, but you better be prepared. There are consequences. Prepared for what, devil man? You know where you are, Robert Johnson? You are standing in the middle of the crossroads. At midnight, that full moon is right over your head. You take one more step, you'll be in Rosdale. You take this road to the east, you'll get back over to the Highway 61 in Cleveland Or you can turn around and go back down to Beluar or just go west and sit up on the levee and look at the river. But if you take one more step in the direction you're headed, you're going to be in Rosdale at midnight under this full October moon. And you're going to have the blues like never known to this world. My left hand will be forever wrapped around your soul and your music will possess all who hear it. That's what's going to happen. That's what you better be prepared prepared for. Your soul will belong to me. This is not just any crossroads. I put this X here for a reason. And I've been waiting on you. Ooh. Robert Johnson rolls his head around, his eyes upward in their sockets to stare at the blinding light of the moon, which has now completely filled tie pitch black delta night, piercing his right eye like a bolt of lightning as the midnight hour hits. He looks the big man squarely in the eyes and says, Step back, devil man. I'm going to Rosdale. I am the blues. The man moves to one side and says, Go on, Robert Johnson. You the king of the delta blues. Go on home to Rosdale, and when you... When you get on up in town, you get you a plate of hot tamales because you're going to be needing something on your stomach where you're headed. Wow. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. That's a good story. Dude, that's fucking good. So. Wow, man. Now, there's a documentary about this. And if you listen to these older gentlemen, Mm. they firmly believe he made a deal with the devil. Really? I firmly believe it. Now, a guy ended up coming out later, um, and historians say that this is what happened. His name was Ike Zimmerman. Mm -hmm. He says that him and his wife found Robert Johnson just kind of wandering along, and they took him in. Yeah. And he trained him. He taught him. Mm -hmm. And they would practice in a cemetery because the dead didn't care if he was terrible. Yeah. Nobody can prove it. Mm. He can't prove it. He can't prove that Robert Johnson ever spent time with him. He said Robert Johnson was there for 18 months. Some people say he was gone overnight. Nobody knows. Oh, that's, yeah. So, 
He sold the soul of the devil. The ah, devil poisoned him. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's I mean, the first it, one. Yeah, but if you practice for that long, you're going to get good. And But, okay. Yes. Now, could he have had a natural talent? Yeah. But Eric fucking Clapton cannot figure this out. I get it, but I taught myself. Yeah, I get it, but babe, he's playing a style that phenomenal musicians. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm, I'm just. They can't figure out with fucking machines how to play this. Right, I, I, I get it, but I mean, you, you, you could have a natural talent and develop some form Mm -hmm. of. Like I said, I taught myself guitar, and I'm not half bad. You know, you're not at all. We, there was, I showed you the video from the other night, and it was, okay, well, could it be this? Could it be this? Could it be this? And I finally stopped, and I was like, did anybody stop and think that, like, maybe it was actual possession? (laughs) And everybody went, uh. (laughs) Yeah, it it definitely could have. I don't know. Right. It it definitely could have. I believe in that stuff, but. I, I watch people, you, you I watch YouTube videos yeah. and I learn from that. I yeah. watch people play and I play the same stuff. Yeah. So. This is much more uh, interesting than the Jewish man that you watch. Marty Schwartz. Thank you. Just say. <laughs> I like Marty Schwartz. Shout out to Marty Schwartz. You were Schwartz. listening to him the other day, were you not? I was. I thought so, yeah. Playing Nirvana. So. <laughs> so that's Robert Johnson. That's, that's the beginning of it. That's, okay. yeah, that's creepy. So now we move on a little bit to Brian Jones. He was one of the original members of the Rolling Stones. I just have short snippets of him. Yeah. So um, he died July 3rd of 1969. Uh, He drowned in the pool at his home at Cotchford Farm, East Sussex. How do you drown in your own pool? Well. I mean, if you're shit-faced. Yeah. Now, the coroner determined... That this was a, quote, death by misadventure. What, what the fuck does that mean? What? What, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Apparently that was a thing in 1969. Okay. Death by misadventure. That's what it was quoted as. He was on an adventure to see the bottom of his <laughs> pool. <laughs> right. So now shortly after his death, though, many theories developed. Um, associates immediately claimed he was murdered. They said that he was murdered by construction worker Frank Frank Thorogood. He had done some work for Brian Jones on the farm and wanted more money. And Brian Jones was like, fuck off, dude. Well, he probably told him piss off because that's what they say. Piss off. Yeah. Bloody Um, hell. Now, the whole thing was allegedly covered up by senior English fans are going to hate me. They hate you. They already do. Don't worry. Um, It was allegedly covered up by senior police officers after they discovered how bad the local police department had botched the investigation. Hmm. So they still think he was murdered to this day. Now, after his death, Jimi Hendrix dedicated a song to him on US TV, and Jim Morrison published a poem, Ode to L.A. While Thinking of Brian Jones, Deceased. Wow. Now that's creepy. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotta make sure I'm going in the right order. (laughs) Gotta flip the page. So then there's James Marshall Hendricks, who was actually born Johnny Allen. Really? Who goes by Jimi Hendrix. 
Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know mm-hmm. that. That's interesting. Do you know he was in the military? I think I did know yeah. that. Yeah. So he died September 18th of 1970. Um, the last person to see him was his girlfriend, Monica Daneman, who said that she found him unresponsive in the bathtub. Slurp. I was quiet that time, right? So she said she found him at 11 a.m. Yeah. She called the ambulance at 1118. <coughs> Bitch, she, what you waiting for? Yeah, what, is she giving him CPR? No. Or? No. Mm. She left him in the tub. A little tug and rub before uh, uh, he sent away? So then nine minutes later, the ambulance shows up. That's like 1127. And then he was pronounced dead on the scene at 1245. Well, he must have been dead dead then. So, the time, yeah, the times are weird. He had to have been um, dead, dead. So, the coroner, there was a coroner inquest, and <coughs> the coroner determined that he had aspirated on his own vomit um, and died of asphyxia while intoxicated on barbiturates. Yeah. Now. He was a big druggie. They left it open, though, stating, quote, insufficient evidence of the circumstances. Mm. So, basically, he's like. We don't know what fucking happened, and nobody's telling us what happened. Yeah. So this is the assumption that we're coming to. Mm. So they never really gave an official cause of death. Yeah. It was alleged to be this. Um, His girlfriend would, years later, come out and say that he took nine Vesperex sleeping pills, of her sleeping pills. Whoa. Which was 18 times the recommended dose. Mm. Yeah. 18 fucking times. That's a lot. Yeah. So now. <laughs> that That's a lot. There's a lot of allegations that possibly she gave it to him or, you know. Whatever. I mean, if yeah. he took it, he took it. Yeah. Um, But I wonder, I, I question how he was found in the tub. I tried looking for this. Um, Because when you're in a tub, Jimi Hendrix, he was not a small man. No. So he's not going to be laying flat in a tub. Right. So you're usually propped up. Yeah. How'd you fucking aspirate? I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. How'd you aspirate? Yeah. I was laying down. You were flat on your back. I was flat on my back. Flat on your back. Yeah. He had to have been at least somewhat propped up because he was not found under the water. Oh, he was just he found was, in yeah. the tub. I was going to say, like, if his if he, like, slid forward... And went under the water. Went would under have, the water. He would have drowned. Yeah. So he's in a tub. So how the fuck did he aspirate? He's in a tub and he did not drown. Was there water in the tub? Yeah. Was he just sleeping in the tub? Mm. But he had to have been somewhat propped up because even that, I mean, bathtubs then were significantly smaller than they are now. Oh, yeah. So he had to have been somewhat propped up. Yeah, you're right. Was there water in the tub? Because mm. if he would have went in the water... It would have been drowning. Because anytime there is water in your lungs, it is classified as a drowning death. Right. They classified it as an aspiration, asphyxia. That's interesting. You want to know the other interesting thing? Yeah. Uh, Jim Morrison was also found in a tub. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know he was found in a tub. Janis Joplin's next, though. Wow. So, Janis Joplin. Fucking Mercedes-Benz. Love it. Oh, damn it. She died a month later. 
Not even. Really? Not even a full month. October 4th of 1970. Holy shit. She was found dead on the floor of her room at the Landmark Motor Hotel by her road manager and close friend, John Byrne Cook. Now, alcohol was present in the room. Yeah. However, according to newspapers, there were no other drugs or paraphernalia. Now, it would come out later in a book um, <clears throat> by the L.A. County coroner at the time, uh, Thomas Noguchi. Noguchi. He was, he's a very famous coroner, actually. Yeah. Um, that evidence of any narcotics were removed by a friend of Joplin's and later put back after um, the person realized that an autopsy was going to reveal narcotics were in her system. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it, it's alleged in the book that fatal drug overdoses in Los Angeles were covered up by friends doing favors mm-hmm. um, and then kind of thought things over and put stuff so now Noguchi did an autopsy on Janice Joplin and determined the cause of death to be a heroin overdose, possibly compounded by alcohol. Now the theory with her is she had been given heroin that was much more potent than what she was used to. Okay. Um, same dealer. Mm-hmm. She had been getting it from the same person in L.A. Um, but this particular dealer had several customers overdose in the same weekend really so some people allege that she was essentially murdered i mean that that is yeah her death was ruled accidental but now it's out here no yeah no it wouldn't be i mean back then yeah you know so now a friend of hers and her fiance were kind of like sketchy so they were supposed to meet her the friday before her death on the second Um, they were supposed to just keep her company that night. She was depressed. Neither one of them showed up like they promised. Um, And it says that during that 24 hours that she was by herself when she shouldn't have been, her friend or her fiancé never called her. Oh, fuck. Yeah. They waited until late Saturday night to call the hotel and mm-hmm. was told that Joplin had instructed the desk clerk to not accept any incoming calls after midnight. Um, it, nobody knows, but she was pissed. Yeah. She was pissed when she died. Yeah. Um, and there were, she used a phone to call a friend, and there were 20 to 25 people present in the room, and nobody knows what the phone call was about. Yeah. She was angry and yelling. Nope. Nobody knows what the phone call what? was about. Yeah, I don't Um, know about that. Now, her friend insists that her death was not an accidental overdose, but rather a head injury. She suffered uh, a head injury after the hourglass heel of her sandal, Mm -hmm. so like a different shaped heel, Yeah, caught in the shag carpeting, causing her to lose her balance. Okay. And she she busted her fucking head open. Now, is that true? Did she have a gash on her I, head? I don't know, to be honest with you. And she was cremated. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. So, I yeah. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix was 16 days prior to her. Damn. And they had just performed. There was another one um, uh, by the... He was in a band called Can't Heat. His name was Alan Wilson. He had died a month prior. Oh, my at 20, God. At 27. Dude. He had a penchant for sleeping outside, and they found him sleeping, what they thought was sleeping outside at a friend's house, but he had a bottle of barbiturates next to him. So they, mm. 
it was ruled an accidental overdose, but they thought maybe it was a suicide. Yeah. So he died. Um, Jimi Hendrix was a month after him, and then Janis Joplin was 16 days after Jimi Hendrix. Wow. They were all at Woodstock together. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's fucked up. Yep. So now Jim Morrison. Yeah. He died July 3rd of 1971, same day as Brian Jones two years later. Man. Now, he was also with his girlfriend. She said that she found him dead in the bathtub at 6 a.m., but then alleged that he had spoken to her just prior, saying, quote, Pam, are you still there? Hmm. Now, his official cause of death was listed as heart failure. Really? There was no autopsy. French law did not dictate. He died in Paris. Right. French law did not dictate autopsies. Really? Now. So then how the fuck do you know it's heart failure? Immediately after his death, several people came forward claiming to be eyewitnesses to his accidental heroin overdose. Mm. They say that uh, he was in a club and the owner of the club, which was called the Rock and Roll Circus, said that he found Jim Morrison unresponsive in the bathroom at the club at 2 a.m., before anything could be done, his body was removed by two men who were allegedly his drug dealers. Now, Jim Morrison's death was kept secret for quite some time. When the press started reporting that he had died, his party came out and said, no, no, he's just tired and resting in a hospital. Really? There was only four people present at his funeral. What? Because nobody knew he was fucking dead. Dude, that's insane. Mm -hmm. I had no clue. Nobody knew he was fucking dead. Oh, that's fucked up. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So they all have... so weird. ...theories behind them. Yeah. But I I don't know. And then 1994, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. His... And he did... Obviously, I read his you know books and his journals and it the 27 he mentioned the 27 club a lot a lot yeah a lot a lot and we all know how i feel about kirk cobain he was just i nobody helped him no 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 nobody he was crying out i mean nobody helped his lyrics his Oh my his God. writings. Which reminds me of one of the reels I watched last night. Jesus Christ. Whoever put my reels together, because, you know, on Facebook, they put them together like they do on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. They fucking hate me. They hate me. <laughs> so it's alleged that it's a big theory that Kurt Cobain did plan his suicide to become a member of the 27 Club. Wow. And his mom Which... did say he went and joined that damn club. I, I mean, he was... He needed help, and he was crying out. So, oh my god! I mean, in so I could many be- fucking ways. I could believe that theory. I could too. I I could really. I believe I, it. I really could too. To be honest with you, um, but Jimi Hendrix and Jim Morrison did make mention of of dying young. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimi Hendrix said he made comments two weeks before his death. Yeah, that he wasn't going to make it to his twenty eighth birthday. Yeah, and he didn't clearly. Amy Winehouse, 2011, same thing. She said she was going to die young. She was going to be part of that club. I totally forgot and about her. She did. Yeah. She, oh, she just, she looked awful. She, oh, awful. God, yeah. And towards the end. 
Oh, God. I mean, her pictures are brutal. She did. She looked fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah, she really did. Um. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean. What other, who, who else is in it? Okay, so then. Uh, Ronald McKiernan. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was Ron Pigpen McKiernan. <clears throat> Excuse me. He um, <laughs> was part of the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Um, he started drinking when he was 12 and by his mid-20s had cirrhosis of the liver, um, several ulcers, and multiple other um, health problems. Yeah. He was in his apartment um, where he died on March 8th, 1973. Mm-hmm. Um where he he was dead for two days before they found him. Oh, jeez. 27 years old. Yeah. Dave Alexander, in a band uh, called The Stooges, he was the founding bassist. He had a reputation of being a loose cannon, um, dropped out of high school 45 minutes into his senior year to, to win a bet. <laughs> rock, yeah, rock on, dude. Right. Um, it, it's alleged he took too many downers before a festival appearance and couldn't play. Um and was fired by frontman Iggy Pop. Iggy he, Pop, yeah. man. He Holy then fuck. I can't believe that guy's still alive. He um began drink drinking so heavily that he developed pancreatitis um and ended up dying of pulmonary edema in February of nineteen seventy five at the age of twenty seven. Man. Pete Ham. This was um after he's he's pretty notable confirmed suicide. Um, he was in a band called Badfinger. It was actually one of the mm-hmm. bands that the Beatles signed to their label. Yeah. Um, he reached a point where his death seemed to be the only solution to his problems. Yeah. He would meet a bandmate in a pub near his home on the night of April 24th, 1975, three days before his 28th birthday. Oh, man. He oh. told his bandmate, don't worry, I know a way out. He took a drink. He took a to-go cup. Went back to his house, wrote a note uh, expressing his anger and bitterness towards his manager, and then hung himself. Damn. His bandmate hung himself seven years later. What? The one he told that night. Oh, my God. Dude, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Chris Bell. Um, he... Um, <clears throat> was in Big Star. Mm-hmm. He had fronted popular bands such as Big Tops. Um, in he kind of quit the band and just fell into a deep depression, clinical mm-hmm. depression, uh, which led to his drug addiction, um, and ended up working at like his family's restaurant. Yeah. Before his, his death, in December of 1978, he crashed his sports car into a pole, driving home from rehearsal, killing him instantly. Damn. He was 27. Man. D. Boone. Um, he was a singer and guitarist with Minutemen. Um, helped expand punk and hardcore's music to include funk, jazz, and improv. Mm-hmm. While they said he would play faster than a locomotive. Uh, he was label mates with Black Flag. Yeah. You know who they are, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Henry Rollins, <clears throat> baby. What is that what it was? Yep. Um, he, Michael Stipe was a huge fan of his. Um, he returned from tour in December of 1985 and grew ill with a fever. He 
<clears throat> went to visit his girlfriend's uh, parents' house in Arizona for the holidays. Lied down, he laid down in the back of the van so he could rest. She fell asleep at the wheel. The van flipped. Oh. He flew out the back door and broke his neck and died. Oh, damn. He was 27. Oh, oof. Yeah. Um, a couple artists coming up. Um, Mia Zapata, lead singer of The Gits. I've never heard of that. I've either. never heard of that. Um, brutally beaten, raped, and strangled to death in July of 1993. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, grunge bands such as Nirvana and Pearl Jam helped raise thousands of dollars to hire a private investigator to look for her murderer, who was actually not found um, and convicted until 2003. Wow. Yeah. Um, her friends ended up launching, um, a self-defense organization called home alive, Mm -hmm. um, to obviously help catch the murderer. Yeah. Yeah. 27. Man. Mm -hmm. Um, Kristen Paff, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Um, she was in hole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Two months after Kurt Cobain died, she died of a heroin overdose in the bathtub at her yeah, apartment. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. She was the oh, third. Two good songs. Yeah. <laughs> she was the third member of the Seattle music community to die at 27 within that year. Yeah. Um. Randy, sorry, Randy Stretch Walker. Hmm. Do you have you ever heard of him? I don't think so. He um, was in with Tupac Shakur. Okay. He was a producer and a strong rapper, um, and he was a regular guest on Tupac Studio Records after he had kind of a short stint with his own group called Live Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he was the target of a November 1995 assassination. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. In Queens. It was less than a year before Tupac. Damn, dude. Yep. There's there's so fucking many. There's so many. Yeah. It's it's insane. Jeremy Michael Ward, um, he died of a heroin overdose in mm. May of 2003. Yeah. He was, um, I can't, I just, um, he was like punk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. Now they're throwing actors up here. Do you remember Jonathan Brandis? Yeah. He was 27. Was he really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. He hung himself. Yeah. He was found and cut down, and he ended up dying at the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you. Oh, I didn't know man. he was 27. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Isn't It's it's insane. It's like the never amount, ending. No, it's, it's not. Yeah. Because then, you know, it started with musicians, and then they started adding, putting, adding actors yeah, and stuff Yeah, putting actors in there. Um, Heath Ledger just missed it. Yeah, I thought he was he 27. He was like a couple days into being 28. Yeah. So it yeah. wasn't a lot. I, I always thought he was part of it, but he, he actually wasn't. Yeah. It's And that's just like... And that sucked, that's man. He was such a he good was actor. so good. Yeah, he was so good, dude. As Joker, yeah. Oh my God, I'm getting chills right now. River River Phoenix, I don't think was. I think he was. Uh, I think I don't think he was. I think 27. he was. No, I think he was. Hang on. I think he was younger. 
Yeah, I think he was too. Um, yeah, I think he was a lot younger. He was than, 23. Yeah. 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 He was fucking phenomenal too. He was awesome. Yeah. Yep. Stand so, by me. Yeah. You want to see a dead body? Want to see a dead body? We had an argument the other day about a dead body. Because I was like, well, he was white. And they're like, no, he wasn't. I was like, no, I saw his driver's license. Like, he was he white. He was white. <laughs> and Ed at work is like, no, the fuck he was not. And I was like, dude, why, why would I make that up? Right. <laughs> like, I promise you, he, he, was, he was white. He was white at it's one time. Been a real long fucking time since anybody saw him. So, right. yeah. He's like, he was really white. And I was like, but yes. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I had, I had one that was moldy. Oh, God. And when I, they're like. Well, I did too. Well, they're like, are you going to get a three lead? I'm like, no. Mm-mm. I said, What's I'm not. What's a three lead? Like to get confirmation. And I'm like, the blanket is pulled up to the, the face. Well, is it male or female? I don't fucking know. So I got a story and I know I've told you this before. One of your, one of our employees who is not a paramedic anymore. Um, remember when I had the two dead bodies in the car in the garage? <laughs> yes. So they died of carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> they were um, dead. It was a guy and his hooker. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trying they were, to stay warm. Yeah, and they were dead Doing dead, the deed. Doing the deed, and he left his car on with the garage door shut, so they ended up dying. One of your paramedics... As I'm trying to pull the guy out and his skin is coming off of his slothing. arm. Like, that's how dead they were. Yeah. Like, sl- yeah. slothing is a perfect word. That's so what it's called. I tried pulling his arm and his arm was coming off. I'm surprised his whole arm didn't just... And she's <laughs> like, well, I got to see if he's still alive. What? I said, excuse me? I just pulled off his fucking <laughs> arm. Uh, he's dead. Oh. You can take my word. He's dead and she's dead. I promise. Their fucking skin is coming off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh my God. Yeah. The stories we have on the street. Yeah. Oh, man. The videos from the other night. I I said earlier that I had talked to my, you know, cousin. Dog's whining like a child. Yeah, the dog's being a pain in the ass tonight. I, um, I sent the video to my my cousin and he's like what the fuck is that a video of and i was like oh you're not supposed to watch anything i said it's just it's audio and he's like uh-huh i get it and i was like oh of the shots being yeah, fired uh, in the happy air. new year's eve yeah yeah and i said that's the town we cover and he's like are, are you kidding me and i'm like no and yeah. we had a couple new people this year so you know mm-hmm. quarter to midnight i'm like all right guys Find somewhere to, to park under something. Yeah. Make we, sure you're under something. We were always told to park under yep. underneath the bridge. The newer people were like, well, why? And I said, guys, what goes up a must come down. Mm-hmm. You don't want it coming down in your fucking ambulance. Right. Right. So, yeah, it, they were, it was, it was close. It, it was bad this year. And we're, we're assholes. We played <laughs> bingo. And uh, we decided to give a free square to whoever had the best audio. So uh, Laura went outside and put her laptop outside to record. <laughs> yeah. We won. I bet. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was bet. close. It was. Yeah. It, oh mm-hmm. God, yeah. Yeah. I had the one. The one year, the kids like. So there's a lot of a gunfire, and I was like, 
sweetie, we talked about this. <laughs> this was going to happen. And he's like, well, I think it's real close. And I said, well, how close? And he's like, well, like, I think I can see, like, the muzzle fire. What do I do? And I'm like, you move. You move. You move. You're too fucking close, my dude. You move. So I have a story for you. I don't know if I ever told you this, but the the person, it involves the person we were just talking about today. Um, He was the street boss. Oh. Um, Whack-a-mole. <laughs> So, yeah, um, one year we had a house that they were going crazy firing. Um, a lot of automatic. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy firing. So the neighbors kept complaining. And instead of, this is what we do in the ghetto. Instead of calling the SWAT team out to, like, bash in the door and get them, yeah. we wrote them a $500 fine <laughs> for littering because the oh casings... God. Came in the sidewalk in the street, oh so God. we just wrote them a five hundred dollar fine. Do? Exactly. The first, the first nine one one call of twenty twenty four was for shots fired. Yeah. No. No. You don't think? No. <laughs> right. Ma'am, where do you hear everywhere? everywhere. No shit. So right. do we. It, Stay inside. That's the ghetto, man. That's the ghetto. Yeah. It's so. it's 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 a bit frightening. Um, it, it, the first time you're there, if you're not used to it, yeah. it's very I think it's frightening that we're so comfortable with it. Hearing and it. our biggest discussion was the cost of ammo. Right. And how much money are they spending? You know, like, yeah. That was our biggest discussion. It's a big waste. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a huge lot, yeah. waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, Close so enough, though. Know. It was... Uh, I mean, normally they, they usually stay... Away from around the building, it was close enough. I went and got my bag out of the car. Yeah. So, yeah, lot of well, lot of automatic. Yeah. But yeah, that's what we just kept talking about, like the cost of ammo. I'm like, guys, like we just bought ammo. I know how much this shit is. This <laughs> I is know. fucking a I'm box of fifty is. Listen, you're not even getting ridiculous. a fucking warning shot anymore because ammo is so expensive. <laughs> right. I ain't shooting that shit up in the air. <laughs> right. And then the best fucking thing I heard, they were talking about how you could see last year, you could see people like. In their front yards doing it. Yeah. And little Jackie at work was like, that really seems like a backyard activity, not really a front yard activity. (laughs) And I'm like, it really shouldn't be an activity at all. Right. But the fact that we're like, yeah, you probably should have been in your backyard. Yeah, right. That's how we think. I mean, when there's so much gunfire that the cops are parking under shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yep. Mm -hmm. That's what we did. We parked under the Halstead Bridge. Yep. Everybody has to park under something. Yep. So... Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, well, this was a good episode, babe. I, uh, very interesting. Very interested how it started. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So I love that telling, though. Fuck. <coughs> yeah, that's uh, perfect. The detail. Perfect. I'm telling you. Southern, perfect detail. Southern people are just better people than we are. They tell better stories. Oh, they are. They're just yeah. nicer. They're way better. Mm-hmm. Much better. Way better. So... But yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, Patreons, I hope you enjoyed it too. I hope you understand that there's just so many people that it's impossible to go oh, through each one. There's no way we could. It'd be a five mm-hmm. series mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. So, um, but we just wanted to get into the, the story of how it started, and you know, kind of go from there in the big names. Um, so I hope you enjoyed it, Patreons. Our next episode is going to be coming out this week. It's going to be another good one. Mm-hmm. And I hope you guys missed Chance because he's whining. Yeah. Hope you guys really missed him because he's being a butthole today. He is being a butthole. So, 
Yeah, whatever. What he's, are you going to do? He's looking at me like, what? <laughs> what? What you want, mama? What you want? All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this and we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.